It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the Royal Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie's beef. Uh, we're going to do some 2022-2023 uh, Wizards season awards, even though there shouldn't be an awards for the team. And then also react to some of Kyle Kuzma's exit interview uh, answers. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. A championship team is, and today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay, guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, so today we're going to start off. It's a jam-packed show today, of course, with the, um, you know, Dinwiddie and Kuzma comments and back and forth with each other. Um, and then also, you know, Kuzma's exit interview comments as well. Uh, but we're going to start off with uh, the 2022-2023 season awards. Uh, we saw this going around on, on social media with, um, you know, Wizards social media. People were doing this. So, um, and somebody asked me as well, my guy, um, Trying to remember his name because he he uh, mentioned me on Twitter. Andrew Oliverios, that's my guy. You know he's he's a good guy. He uh, he does um, sports writing as well. So shout out to him. He asked me this question on Twitter. Um, and like I said, this team we didn't deserve any type of awards. Nobody won any awards. Nobody won. Nobody made All Rookie Team. Nobody made any kind of All NBA Team. Nobody deserved to make that this year. Honestly, maybe Porzingis in some stretches. Maybe. Maybe Kuzma at times, Brad at times, a little bit, but really not much at all, honestly. Um, but we're going to start off with MVP uh, for this year. Who was who was the best player on the team this year, MVP? Oh, it, easy, man. KP, easy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was healthy for a majority of the season. Uh, he kept us in games. Uh, he was kind of a quiet leader. You know, he, you know, he wasn't as uh, loud as Kyle Kuzma was as far as leadership. But, you know, he led by example. So easy, KP. You know, I, you know um, this was a very, very successful season for him. Because one, it showed that, he, you know, when he's healthy, he can play at an all-star level. So, yeah, that's easy, man. KP. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's hard to not go with uh, Chris Asperzingas. Like you said, he played a, a good amount of games. If they didn't sit him for, you know, the, the soft tank that they did this year, then uh, Porzingis definitely would have uh, played more. He played in 65 games this year, which is really good for him. Um, you look at his career pulling up right now, but, you know, he had a terrible ACL injury with the Knicks. Um, and then ever since then, he just didn't really play a full season. 57 games with Dallas in 2020, uh, 43 games in 2021 with Dallas, 51 uh, in 2022 with uh, us and Dallas with the trade and 65 this year. So he played a good amount of games. And like I said, he probably could have played 70 games 
Um, first half Porzingis, I think first half Porzingis could have made the all-star game um, or potentially an all-NBA team. Uh, the way he played in the first half, he was just going crazy. It was, you know, 20 points in the first half. But in the second half, unfortunately, in with like 24, 25. Um, but, yeah, no, he led the team with, uh, I want to say, total points, total rebounds. Uh, led the team on blocks. Um, he, he had a heck of a season this year. So I was I was personally impressed. Um, trying to look at some other stats here. But Porzingis, he, he definitely played really well this year. And I was impressed with him uh, for sure. You know, and I thought, you know, he was fluid, knocked down a three ball. Mid-range game, was a good passer, solid defender, got back on defense, uh, was a good leader, got along well with the guys, was a good uh, vocal leader for Denny Avdi as well, got along with him really well. Um, so I, I was impressed with Porzingis. And he earned – he's going to opt out of his deal and earn a good contract. You know, So he definitely uh, impressed the rest of the league or, of course, impressed Tommy, Tommy Shepard, which it doesn't take much, but impressed Tommy Shepard enough to – get another contract here in D.C. So uh, Porzingis is the – he definitely was MVP uh, for me this season. Um, most improved player is next on the list. Uh, who was your most improved player this year? Oh, man, that's a good one. Most mm-hmm. improved. Got a rogue, Corey Kispert. You know, mm-hmm. him, his shot we, – we knew that he was a shooter, if not the best shooter in that draft class. But his ability to cut to the basket – um, he became a really big volume shooter, um, big basketball IQ. No, he really improved, especially in the second half because he got a lot more playing time and responsibility, and he showed. You know, he showed that he can be a really good scorer off the bench in his league. So, yeah, I'm definitely rolling with my man, Corey Kispert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go with Corey Kispert as well. Um, Porzingis, I want to see how many times he got to the free throw line this year too. Yeah, he got to the free throw line six times a game. That was huge to me. He shot 85% from the free throw line. Uh, three-point percentage this year. He shot uh, – Porzingis shot 38% from the three-point line, which is really good with three with five three-point attempts a game. That's a that's really good volume for a guy who's seven foot three. He showed why he's the unicorn, so versatile, so talented, 55% from two, 85% from the free-throw line. So uh, from the field, he also shot uh, 49%. So he almost had a 50 – percent from the home not close to 50 40 90 but he he was pretty close he was pretty close 38 percent from the, from the three-point line 49 percent from the field and then um 85 percent uh, and then uh 48 from the field and um 38 from the from the three-point line so he, he wasn't too far from too far off from a 50 40 90 year he had an excellent season um cory kisper he played really well and it wasn't just because of those games at the end of the year where Brad was out, Kuz was out. It kind of was as well with the solid three being out. But when they did go down, he was very impressive. Um, he put up a, what, a 27-point game, 25-point game. He just got more opportunities. He got to just put up more threes. Um, he had a game where he hit, what, seven or eight threes. He just went crazy in a couple of games. Oh, yeah, eight threes, um, yeah. Yeah, so he had, he, had a, he, had a, he had a game where he really got hot. And I think out of all the guys that, you know, got more opportunity like, between him and Johnny, between him and Denny, I feel like Corey's skill set and what he did, I feel like it's more sustainable if the solid three does come back. You know, I think it's going to be kind of difficult for Denny to do what he did just because he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much. But Corey, since he's a guy that doesn't really need the basketball in his hands to be successful, you know, he can cut to the basket, backdoor cuts, run on the floor, move without the ball. Um, I see him just – I see him gelling well with the solid three when if they do come back. But um, three-point shooting, free-throw shooting – uh, more volume, more shots, moving out the basketball, cutting, 
all kinds of stuff. And he's athletic too, man. He, he'll dunk on you too. He really will. He'll block your shot. He's athletic. Uh, he can put the ball on the floor. He had a couple step backs against the Knicks too. So I was really impressed with Corey Kispert. I, I think he's certainly improved. I mean, you can throw Jordan Goodwin in there too, just because of the whole, you know, G League thing, him playing in the G League and getting better. Um, you could definitely go with uh, Jordan Goodwin as well. But the next question is uh, best – or the next award is uh, best newcomer to the Washington Wizards. Ooh, best newcomer. Man, that's, that's a good one. Um, not, not really. I mean, that's pretty easy. DeLon. DeLon easy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he's proven that he was probably the most valuable acquisition the, the, the last offseason. Because if you look at um, from a leadership standpoint on the second unit, his defense, his effort, the dog, you know, he led that second unit. And when need be, when he, we needed him to start or pick up when, you know, when starters got in foul trouble, he picked up slack. So, yeah, it's easy. His three-point shooting, his defense, yeah, it's DeLon. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would go with DeLon right, too. It's, 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 yeah, it's not hard at all with that one. Um, but, yeah, like you said, his defense was, was really incredible at times. You saw how bad the defense was when he went down. Um, not only that, I thought he showed some 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 um, off some offensive prowess as well. Into the basket at times, knocking down a three. Uh, he was clutch to start off. We started off the season three and one, and a lot of that was because of his defense. There was times where he had to finish games instead of Monte uh, because you know he just brought more energy and just more athleticism, more pop, and just better defense. So I would go with Delon right as well. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get to some more some other awards. But before we do that. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the next award is uh, most disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of there's a lot of options for that one. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, uh, man. Uh, the easy answer to me would be Will Barton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I, I really hate to go this direction, man. But I, I'm going with Bradley Bill. I'm gonna say why. Yeah. Um, first year of his supermax contract. Um, wasn't available for the many games he should have been. Uh, leadership was an issue sometimes, bad body language, stuff like that. It was a hard year for him, man, especially when um, now he's dealing with that whole issue with the fan, you know, the betting and <laughs> flipping the hat off his head. He's had a, a really long year. Um, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Brad, man. I, I like his game, you know, long, long time wizard, man. But my, you know, I said this before and I say it time and time again, man, that when you make it that amount of money, and this was the standard for everybody we maxed, you know, I, I expected the same thing out of John. I expected the same thing out of Gil. 
leadership. You make that money, you need to be that guy who, you know, even if you're not playing, this is one thing I noticed this year is that, um, especially the, the few games that we both went to together, man, is that, um, I, you know, I'm a big observer, man. And I noticed that the games that he didn't play um, and he's in civilian clothes, he's kind of sitting on the bench, trying to chilling. You know, and I, that's not what I expect, man. I'm expecting you to be in the huddle with the coach, directing guys, being out there talking. You saw that with Kyle Kuzma, and that's why, you know, I've, I've been a big catalyst with giving that leadership award to Kyle Kuzma this year. So I'm going to say Bradley Bill just because of leadership, man. You know, he, and we're going to talk about his exit interview and comments from him. But, you know, if you want to be the longtime franchise guy here, you've got to be the leader for this team. So, you know, with that and his health, I'm going to I'm roll with Brad, man, just because he wasn't available when he needed to be all the way. And uh, just bad body, uh, bad, excuse me, bad body language and stuff like that. So I'm going to roll with Brad, man. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, I can't dispute that one either. There's so many avenues, so many guys to choose from. You can go with um, with the GM, with Tommy Shepard. Um, I would go with Kendrick Nunn. I would go with probably Will Barton. There's so many guys you could really go with. Will Barton was a huge disappointment. Um, just didn't shoot the ball well, held onto the ball too long, took ill-advised shots. We know that's a part of his game, being a tough six-man Microwave kind of score, but it just didn't work out. And um, that trade. So, you know, I'm going to go with Tommy Shepard because he lost trades this year. We always talk about how he wins trades. The Porzingis trade was a win for Bertons and Dinwiddie. Or the Gaffer trade was a win, giving up Troy Brown and Mo Wagner. Um, what other trade has he made? You know, getting coups for Russell Westbrook, getting off that contract. A lot of people commend him for the John Wall trade for Russell Westbrook, getting off of John Wall's contract. But this – this he had two clear losses this year. When you traded KCP, who's doing real well with the Nuggets for Monte Morris and Will Barton. Will Barton's not even on the roster anymore. Um, and uh, Monte Morris, he he's okay, but at best he's a backup. We're still looking for a point guard. The team is still in need of a, a point guard. It's still a big need. Kyle Kuzma said in his exit interview. Um, Chris Miller came on it last night and said that's a big need for the team. So we still need a point guard. We still need to push the pace. Um, he's still we still didn't accomplish that. You're probably gonna have to use a draft pick on that and swing on a point guard. Um, so you lost the KCP and Monte Morris and Will Barton trade. You lost the Rui trade. You traded Rui for three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn, who barely even played. He sat on the bench after a couple games. He played well. Then he collected DMPs. So you failed there with that trade. Um, and Rui played pretty well last night, from what I heard with the Lakers. I'm gonna look up the stats um, real quick from the Lakers game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's in the playoffs now, and we're not. Um, and you lost your bench scoring. You look at the records with and without Rui. With Rui, we had a winning record. I'm not acting like Rui's Michael Jordan or anything like that. But, yeah, Rui had 12 points last night. It's not it's not wowing you, but coming off the bench for the Lakers, that was a, he was a huge help. Two threes last night, two boards, one assist. Not, not great rebound or anything like that, but 12 points, they needed that. We lost our scoring off the bench. You saw how bad our bench was after he traded Rui. Um, and like I said, Kendrick Nunn basically gave you nothing. He gave you none. So I think Tommy Shepard was the biggest disappointment because he usually wins trades, but he lo- he clearly lost two trades, one in the offseason and then one at the trade deadline as well. And then before the trade deadline, everybody was waiting, you know, looking at the clock because he, he usually makes trades like right before the deadline. Like last year, he traded Bertans and Dinwiddie for Przingis right before the trade deadline, right before the clock stopped. And this year, he didn't make any trades. He made the one trade, and that's it. And he didn't upgrade the roster at all. He didn't upgrade the bench. 
and that certainly hurt us after the all-star game yeah i, I agree man i agree with you you know i when you said player i rode with a player but yeah i'm, I'm with you he, he clearly lost those trades because and we both predicted it you know when we looked at uh, when we did the video for the trade for uh monte and will the thrill i told you you just lost a good defender and a, th- right. a guy who could shoot the three you know mm-hmm. kcp man is in the, look what oh man look look what he did for denver when's the last time you saw denver in a number one seed in the west i'm just saying you know kcp was a catalyst and that you know everybody wants to talk you know about jamal murray you know Jokic, you know michael porter jr but to me kcp was a glue player for that team this year so you know i predicted it man you know you lost a lot of defense because what, what are the two biggest issues that we needed to shore up three-point shooting and defense and you lost that with kcp mm-hmm. um looking at the Rui trade yeah it was a terrible trade you know second round picks one's a late second round pick so you i mean <laughs> you know you know that's so i mean you lost your best bench score for a guy that yeah he had a couple good games but non-existent what'd you get from him? none <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah i'm with you man terrible trades and you know that's why i said man that going forward he's got if anybody has pressure on them outside of the franchise player and ownership is is tommy shepherd because now that you know that this uh solid three core is going to be the core going forward he's got to be tricky man he's got to be tricky especially with his draft because Man, I, I say it time and time again, man. I would try to get another first rounder. It is thick. This draft is thick, man. If I could, it best case scenario, if I was Tommy Shepard, if I could roll out this draft with a point guard and Cam Whitmore, I'm just saying. I mean, it, you from players one through 15 and maybe even 20, you got guys you can step in and contribute to a basketball team. You know, and especially if you look at other, so I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, man. <laughs> um, I definitely agree on Tommy Shepard. Abysmal moves, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of people are, are talking about a mock draft. Somebody hit us, hit us up today on social media as well about a mock draft. So we'll definitely be doing that soon. We got a lot of time till the draft. The draft is in June after the finals, so we'll definitely be doing a lot of uh, draft talk. But yes, um, disappointing from, from Tommy Shepard. Like I said, there's there's numerous, numerous people um, that could be included in that. And then for him to say that the season, the grade was incomplete. And once again, of course, talk, talk about injuries. Um, it's disappointing to hear that in his exit interview as well. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna wrap it up with um, Kuzma and Dinwiddie, their banter and going back and forth. But we'll get to Kuzma's exit interview probably next episode. I know it's just a jam packed episode, but we're gonna get to uh, the Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Kuzma comments uh, before a quick word for Brandon. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. Man, I love baseball. I'm glad it's back, and there's no better place to get on. Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up, place your first bet, and get a $1,000 back and bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League baseball the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So. All right, let's get into it. Um, so Spencer Dinwiddie, he there's every time every chance he gets it, he gets a chance to talk about the Wizards or take a <laughs> shot at the Wizards, he certainly takes it. So this was on a uh FanDuel interview, or I want to say it was a FanDuel show or something like that. Um, or uh, yeah, I think it was FanDuel TV. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a FanDuel TV. So this all started just to give everybody the context. We beat the we beat the Mavericks in Dallas. We swept the we swept the we swept the Dallas Mavericks. Ever since Dinwiddie was traded to the Mavericks, we have not lost to the Mavericks. So we are on a four game win streak against the Mavericks. So Spencer Dinwiddie, he answered a question about I want to say his time with the Wizards, or something like that. Um, once again, and he said that those guys are over there playing for contracts, and we're going to play for the playoffs. Then Kyle Kuzma tweeted that they don't play winning basketball, which in my opinion they don't. Clearly, they just missed the playoffs. And the way they play around Luca or just Luca dominant, dominating the basketball, that's not winning basketball. So I do agree with what Kyle Kuzma said about that. Um, so Spencer Dinwiddie went on the show. Um, the host, a uh, young lady, asked him about the Twitter beef with Kyle Kuzma. Dinwiddie went on his whole spill, basically saying that you're probably not even – he said this about Kuz, you're probably not even a third star, star really on a good team because if you were, the Lakers probably would have kept you. Um, he also wanted to say that <laughs> – yeah, I know. Um, he also went, to, went on to say that Bradley Bill uh, is a 1B, which is true. He said some true things about the organization, which he has said. But at the same time, once again, where is the accountability for you? And then also what really struck me, which was really disrespectful to Kuzma, was he said that basically Kyle Kuzma's priorities, you, you could see where his priorities were, saying that he was in the fashion, um, to, you know, kind of looking good. I'm paraphrasing here. But he, he basically said that Kyle Kuzma was into fashion, which we know – is is yes he's in the fashion but we know kuz is a hard worker man this guy works hard he plays hard he plays 100 miles per hour he gives 100 maximum effort all the time people will talk about his shot selection but one thing i won't question with kuz is effort his leadership um mentoring isaiah todd mentoring denny at times he's a great teammate he's a great leader he says great things on and off the court um so i thought that was a low blow certainly on um on uh on kuz talking about kuz playing for his contract saying that he gets up a lot of shots um, and that he wouldn't be able to do that on, on on other teams. He's getting up shots, and that he he was he's not a third guy. Um, and then also what he said was true that they have three talented guys in Kuz, Porzingis, and Bill, but they didn't make the playoffs. So that is mind blowing. So what he said was true. I do agree with that. But for him to take personal shots at Kuz certainly was uncalled for. We definitely know there's bad blood there. But once again, Dinwiddie never talks about how bad he was in DC. What were your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma clapping back? And we'll talk about what Kuzma said too because Kuzma called Dinwiddie Din. S wordy, then shiggity, basically. So, what were your thoughts on the whole back and forth, Brandon? Man, as far as um, Spencer Dinwiddie, what a cornball! Like, come on, man! Like, let it go, <laughs> let it go. You were the guy. I mean, you got paid. You got the bag before any of them did. I mean, you got your bag before Brad got his bag. Get out of here, man! Then, then you came in and you tried to take leadership, and I and I get that, and I appreciate that. And then, but what did you say? Look, get yours because I got mine. That was his exact words. Get your bag because I got my bag. So now you're criticizing them for wanting to get paid. Dude, since we paid you, you've been traded how many times? Like, come on, Spencer. Come on, man. I mean, stop. Stop. And then Kuz. Look, Kuz, man. Yeah, you got you. If you didn't already win over majority of the fan base, you just did because that's the type of players we like in D.C. Feisty players with dog and I'm going to talk stuff. That's what I like. You know, that's what I want out of man. Look, Kuz, man, yeah, you got a friend in me, bro. I'm saying, man, because look, man, that's what I want out. That's what I want to hear from 
a guy that really is serious about being here. You know, look, and, and it'd be real crazy for him to walk away after this because he showed a whole lot of love for this team and for the city in a short amount of time. You know, his leadership, the fact that, you know, this culture change had a lot to do with him. You know, he came in, you know, the, everybody likes each other. You know, he's working with people. He's mentoring people. You know, he's sitting there um, talking to people on the sidelines. When our franchise players sit on the bench, Kuzma's the one who's walking over there into the huddle, directing people, even when he's in street clothes. Okay. He has been the biggest leadership example in D.C. this season, period. That's it. I mean, he, he's been that guy, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's funny because Spencer stopped, man. Like, what, what, I mean, let it go. Because, honestly, none of us are thinking about you. Right. I don't think Kuz is thinking about you. I mean, go win, you know, go help Brooklyn win, man. Stop it. You know, you, know, you came here. You're not here anymore. It is what it is. You know, and Kuz, say whatever you want about his bag. He earned it. And you can say he earned it more than you did, man, because really this franchise was very, really nice giving out the amount of money to a guy who just came out from an ACL injury. I'm just saying. You know, and then that and that would that was my thinking when I learned when we finally traded him because it took forever to trade for the guy. I mean, it took like a, six to seven teams to help. But mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we paid him to be a second option when he's never been a second option, coming off an ACL injury, and that's another thing. You really you point out options. When have you ever been an, an even a number four? Look at the teams he's been on. Detroit was he an even a starter in Detroit? No, I don't think so. I mean, look at the teams he's been on. And I'm not trying to attack the guy. I'm just being real. You know, if you're going to come at people, man, then have your facts straight. You know, I mean, don't come out here talking about all, oh, you know, the bag. You got your bag before anybody else did. What are you talking about? He, not, he needs to get over it, man. You know, look, we are who we are. This is Wizards country. Go be a net. You go do your thing. You know, go crypto it up in Brooklyn. Because it's just <laughs> it's, it's, because it's so cornballish, man. That And it's not just him, man. The media, you know, like the media does. Likes to find hot topics, hot. Oh, excuse me, today, y'all. Hot topics, and they like to ignite controversy. You know, obviously, every chance they get to talk to Dinwiddie, especially when it has to do with a current player for the Wizards, they're going to prod him and try to get a reaction out of him. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's falling right into line with what the media wants him to do, which is the startup crap. Let it go, man. Let it go. It didn't work out. That's it. Kuz is here. You're not. Just let it go. You know, because and that's that, that's my hit on this thing, man. You know, just let it go. It's, it is so childish. For you to still have these issues with the organization because Kuz ain't thinking about you. So yeah, I like what I saw from Kuz, man. That's what I'm talking about, Kuz. Yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't we really compare yourself to Drew Holiday? You don't play defense like Drew Holiday. You were a traffic cone on this team. You were a turnstile. Guys were getting by you so quick. You could barely get into the lane. He was shooting floaters from almost the three-point or the free throw line because he couldn't get by guys. He was the king of shooting grenades at the end of the shot clock. He would shoot grenade sidestep threes. And shoot floaters off of the backboard. That's what Dinwiddie was doing here r- before he was traded. And there was the reports about nobody liking him. Nobody wanted to listen to him in the locker room. I see why. I see why. So we're going to get into uh, what Kuz had to say. So it, Kuz tweets, and insecurity is loud because Dinwiddie starts off by saying Draymond Green, what Dray- Draymond Green said about, uh, I think we said that about Dylan Brooks saying insecurity is loud. Um, and then Kuz goes on to say, the Wizards and I have so much real estate on Din Shiggity's Island or Din, yeah, Din. S words Island. This guy got signed by a team 60 M's and was traded before the following season was over. Basically before the trade deadline. Number two, what in the world have you won in this league? LOL. You've been bounced around like a basketball, my boy. So yeah, he's been on multiple teams now. Uh, he said, you can thank Katie and Kyrie and 
them for spearheading 34 wins before the all-star break. You guys were 11 and 13 after the break for your playoffs. Um, so basically saying that they didn't get the playoffs. They only got, they're only making the playoffs because of KD and Kyrie. Now, the only thing with Ku saying that is that we laid an egg after the all-star break too. We had a losing record after all-star break. So it's kind of like Kuz, you can't really say much either on that. Um, but he's a second option, more like second point guard. LR, my man, I watched you for two months at the end of your Wizards tenure, be, being the second option, average eight points, four assists and four boards. Sounds good, but glad you're hooping now. And yep, I got a bad coming. Stop hating LOL. So, um, oh, and then Kuz talks about the crypto check too. So <laughs> he threw a little jab in there too. So Kuz was was I'm I'm 100 behind Kuz. I love what he said about Dinwiddie. Any Dinwiddie bashing, I'm I'm here for because Dinwiddie. Any chance he gets to talk about the Wizards in a bad light, he he does it all the time. So I hope this is the last time we have to talk about Dinwiddie. I hope this is the last time Dinwiddie talks about the Wizards that he's mentioned with the Wizards. Because it's getting old and tired, and this guy, he just – he does have – Wizards real estate will always be in Dinwiddie's mind all the time. Yeah, I, I'm saying right now I'm getting Nets tickets. I'm I'm, I'm going to show him and give him the business. It's just – you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that stuff he said about the organization wasn't true. Yeah, it's yeah. true, but it's nothing that none of us don't already know. You know, you, he just acts like, you know, the ex that just can't let go. Like, let it go, man. I mean, because you weren't complaining when you were here, when you were, the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Let's get it together. I, it's just, it's kind of annoying because this is still news. Like, you still talking stuff? How I mean, this is a whole nother year, man. Like, yeah, Kuzma, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I like what I saw from Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, man. Yeah, didn't we? And then comments a couple weeks ago, he brought up Denny, saying that Denny obviously is supposed to be the next Luca. Um, nobody's saying that. So he took another jab at Denny, another, another unnecessary jab. Nobody here is saying that. Maybe um, is really fandom, but nobody. I haven't heard Tommy Shepard say that. I didn't hear Wesley Jr. say that. So who are you hearing that from to bring that up and bring a jab at Denny for why? Is that why things didn't work out? You're not pointing the finger at yourself? Why things didn't work out? You had to blame Denny. Now you're blaming Kuz. So, I mean, just no accountability from him at all. But like you said, Brandon, what he said about Brad, too, being a 1B, playing with Giannis in a Middleton type of role, that is exactly where Bradley Bill should be. And that would be perfect for Bradley if the, if he wants to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he was on point with that. But it's just, I mean, you you are still trying to throw shots. It, it, it's really immature. Like, you're a grown man. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. You know, it, it's just – and before you even try to throw shade at people, look at your own career, man. Like, really? I mean, the next Luca. Well, you, one thing nobody's ever going to say is the next Spencer Dinwiddie. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> I mean, and you're throwing shit at Denny. Come on, man. Denny's, I mean, look, I'm a 37-year-old man, and I mean, it's all respect. He's still a kid. You're coming after a guy that's still young. He's still a kid, man. You know, he's, he said nothing about Spencer Dibley. You know, he's trying to put in work. So you, for, I think that is so clownish, man, that you come after a young guy that has said nothing about you, man. Nothing. You're coming after Denny for what? Yeah, it's, it's so cornballish, man. It's just you know, <laughs> nothing against <laughs> Brooklyn, man, but I'm definitely rooting for the 76ers. I'm, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, it probably will be a gentleman's sweep. 4-1, 4-2. Yeah, because, I mean, really, if you look at Kyle Kuzma's comments, and then, like you said, Kuz can't say too much, man, because we won 35 games. But still, I mean, those, you know, the fact that Brooklyn's in the playoffs, that had a lot to do with KD and Kyrie being there. I mean, I like what they did getting back Mikel Bridges, which is a guy I wouldn't mind being here, but yeah, Spencer just got to chill out, man. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> right. All right, so we're going to wrap it up tonight. Um, tomorrow we definitely will try to get to uh, some of the extra interviews, like Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Bill, 
Um, and then, of course, sprinkle in some mailbag questions here and there. And then we're going to grade players individually. Um, so we got a lot of off-season talk for you guys. And, of course, you know, draft talk. We'll probably get a couple of draft experts on here to talk about some of the prospects so we can learn about them all together if you have not watched a lot of college basketball. So we just want to thank you guys once again for listening and watching. And make sure you guys subscribe to Lockdown Wizards. And also make sure you guys check out the Game to Game podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Lockdown Game to Game. Covers every game from across with local from, from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow again the game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.